0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, August the 23rd, 2023. It is currently 3.33 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now we've been working on a series on the doctrine of sanctification. The concept of being sanctified, set apart by God for God. And we've talked a little bit about being sanctified or set apart by God in a sense in the past, by God choosing and electing us. We were set apart in election, right? Set apart in a sense in predestination. We talked about that. How we are set apart in Christ. We are sanctified. Christ is our sanctification. Being sanctified positionally. We talked about being set apart permanently in the future where we receive a glorified body. The sin nature is removed. You know, we, uh, we, you know, everything is, we're completely set apart forever from sin, from death and everything. There's kind of our eternal sanctification that will last forever. But in the meantime, we sometimes refer to this as our practical sanctification, being more and more set apart every single day. Unto God, unto holiness, becoming more like him. And we've been talking about all of the different concepts related to sanctification. And we've been, we've looked at some scriptures. We're using a study guide. And, and I thought, you know what? I'll walk up to the studio, walk up into the studio. I'll open up the study guide because the next, stu- the next study is session three in the study guide. And it's on 1 Corinthians chapter two, verses six through nine. But before I even opened my Bible to look at the text, all of a sudden, a thought came to me. Part of part of it was looking at the study guide. I saw a phrase, and I'm like, immediately that's kind of sparked the whole train of thought. So I thought, instead of, you know, turning on the microphone and trying to produce a full study here of this passage and how they're utilizing it in regards to the subject of sanctification— I think we need to have a very important conversation here. And it's one that's going to be controversial. It's one that many of you, I would assume most of you will strongly disagree with. And that is okay. But I feel someone needs to be willing to raise the question and, and deal with it because I, I think, I hate to say this. I think a lot of the discussion about sanctification really, I feel like, I know this is not a perfect illustration, but just stay with me. I feel like a lot of the church, when it talks about sanctification, it's like a bunch of kids in the backyard on a summer day pretending to be superheroes. I don't know about your kids, but back in my day, we would get a towel, right? We would get a towel that we would use after we got out of the shower, right? We we would use a towel. Now, obviously, we'd get a clean one, but we'd have a clean towel. And then we would, we would clip it around our neck, and it would be our cape. And we would run around in a towel like we were Batman or Superman, and that we were a superhero. And what do you do when you pretend that you're a superhero? What do you do? Oh, you pretend you have superpowers, that you can fly, that you're strong, that bullets won't stop you. You have superpowers. I believe much of the church's teaching on sanctification is nothing more than grown ups still pretending to be superheroes, still pretending to have some kind of superpower that I believe reality shows over and over and over you don't have no matter how much you try to pretend you do. Oh, I know that's, I know that's going to create some controversy. Let me try to explain. I want you to think about all the things you've been taught in regards to growing as a Christian, sanctification, becoming more like Christ, becoming more and more holy, victory over sin, this, understanding the Bible, how much all of it depends on the idea that when you became a Christian, you received certain supernatural abilities. It's the only other way really to describe it, that you receive some kind of ability that other people don't have. You receive some kind of power that other people don't have. Think about all the ways this shows up in Christian teaching, right? Hey, They can't understand the Bible, but we can. Why can we understand the Bible? You don't need seminary. You don't need Bible college because you have the Holy Spirit literally teaching you and leading you into all truth. That That is a common teaching in the American church. Oh, well, 2,000 years of church history— All of us supposedly having this supernatural ability, this supernatural power, God himself literally helping us understand the scriptures and leading us into all truth. Well, after 2,000 years of that supposedly being true, what do we have? Thousands of denominations. Nobody can agree on anything. Nobody can agree on baptism, the Lord's Supper, salvation, salvation. You just name it. Nobody can agree. So wait, wait. wait. So immediately we are, we're running around. We put our towel around our neck, right? We've, we've clipped it. We're running around the house going, dun, da, dun look at me. I'm Batman. I'm Superman, right? We're running around singing the theme songs and we're like, I can understand the Bible because God is showing me. God is teaching me. Therefore, my interpretation has to be right because God gave it to me. We're running around like kids pretending to be superheroes. But if God is the one leading us into all truth and God is the one teaching us and God is the one showing us how to understand the scripture, I don't think there would be thousands of denominations and one commentary after another commentary cannot agree and everyone thinks they're right and everyone else is wrong. Something is horribly wrong. Our claim does not match reality. But wait, there's more. Christians also claim that when they became a Christian, when they became a Christian, not positionally, but practically, something supernatural happened. That when they became a Christian, instantaneously, they became a new creature practically. The, uh, they became a new creature, and the old was completely gone, and everything had become completely new. That if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. You are told that that is true practically. So once again, we grab our towel, we clip it around our neck, we run around the house. dun dun dun, 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 dun. Super Christian! The old is gone. Everything is new. Okay now if that was true then sinless perfection would be possible would be probable it should it should be the case but guess what it doesn't happen that way once again what we claim does not manifest in any way of reality we're like kids in the backyard playing pretending to be superheroes and we're not you you remember when you were a kid and you would have the towel around your neck, running around, going, I'm Superman, I'm Batman, and then you would trip and fall, <laughs> and you cry. <laughs> I'm like, I thought you were Superman. Well, but no, not really. Okay, because now, now your knee is bleeding, your arm, you broke your arm, whatever the case may. All of a sudden, reality hits you in the face. Well, Christians can say, Look at everyone. When I became a Christian, I'm a new creature. The old is gone. All things have become new. And it only takes a couple of minutes, and you're like, uh, That looks and you sound just like the old self. You're still a sinner. You're still a jerk. You backstab. You gossip. You slander. You lie. You deceive. You lust. You hate. You won't forgive. You're selfish. It's all right there. I thought you were a new creature. The old was gone. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, nobody's going to be perfect. No, 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 no. That's not what you claim. You claim you're a new creature. The old is gone. So we claim we have some supernatural power in which to understand the Bible. We claim we now have some supernatural ability, basically, to, well, that that somehow we've been set free from the past and everything has been made new. These are things Christians claim. This is, this is standard Christian teaching 101 and churches all across America. But guess what? Nobody can agree on doctrine, so that seems to clearly imply that Christ and the Holy Spirit's not teaching us. Clearly, not everyone's a new creature because we keep sinning. So we've got two things we teach— and, and Oh, but wait, there's more. Wait, 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 wait. There's more. Wait, there's more. Not only that, another common teaching, another common teaching is now you have been given the Power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit now indwells you and he empowers you to say yes to God and no to sin. You now have literal supernatural power to obey God and say no to sin. That is another common teaching in the American church, that you have supernatural ability to understand the scripture. Now the old is completely gone and everything is new. And not only that, wait, there's more. Dun dun dun! Uh, you have power—the power of God Himself and the Person of the Holy Spirit, Omnipotent God living inside of you, giving you power to do this and to do this and to do this. And then, what is the reality? We sin and we fall, and, ch- and Christian marriages implode, and churches split, and sin, sins. Oh, wait, wait what, what's the problem? And again, someone will come up. Well, well, I mean, I mean, we're not going to be perfect. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're telling me we're not going to be perfect when we supposedly get supernatural understanding of scripture. The old is supposedly completely gone. Everything is new. And I have the power of God supposedly living inside of me, giving me the ability to say yes to God and notice sin. However, you're going to say, but you still can't get to sinless perfection. Well, something is wrong with all of your claims. How much have you heard this in your Christian life? All of this supposed power, all of this supposed ability, all, and, 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 and there's probably more, but those are the basic areas. And the reason I brought, brought this up when I opened up the study guide, because the text is 1 Corinthians chapter two here. So uh, on page 83, right? that's the cover of this session and it says set apart but not alone okay then it has a younger guy talking to an older man and the younger guy's laughing all right so I guess because you know he's listening to this older man and the older man I guess has you know knowledge and so he's laughing it says what makes the wisest person you know seem so wise so I guess this younger guy is talking to this older man who's wise and he's laughing about it okay so I'm supposed to think about what makes the wisest man uh, seem so wise all right then I turn the page and then here is the point the holy spirit helps us to know how to live holy lives oh wait ladies and gentlemen we have even more all right so not only do we have supernatural ability to understand the scripture not only supposedly now supernaturally we are a new creature the old is completely gone everything is new not only that supposedly we now have the power of god himself inside of us giving us the ability to say yes to god and no to sin but there's more The Holy Spirit now helps you know how to live holy lives. The entire teaching of sanctification in most churches... I'm telling you, is nothing more than saying, all right, kids, and but they're saying this to the adults. All right, there's some towels up here. Grab it, put it around your neck like a, a cape. Now let's run around the sanctuary talking about our power and our ability and how free we are and we can do this and we can do that and we can do this. And then when, when church is over, we'll take off our towels and fold them up and then you can go back into the real world and, and, and realize that you're nothing like what you just pretended to be for an hour. Now, I know this is not a a definitive lesson here. I know it's not a definitive lesson, but I don't think we. it would be unfair to talk about sanctification and not deal with this reality. I want you to think about all of the Christian teaching you have received. And I want you to think about how many times you've been told, now you have this ability. You have this power. God does this. God will do this. God will show you this. God will empower you here. God will do this. And just think of all, and just try to write down a list of all the things you've been told God will do, is doing, what you now can do, and all these supposed things. And then some, and just ask yourself, after all of these years of being a Christian, how much of that is even remotely proven to now be true? I, I, I am here to say something is wrong from what we claim and what we literally live. Now, what some people say, well, if you don't experience enough, well, then it proves you were never saved. Of course, because they've got to turn the gospel back into law because they can't let the gospel be the gospel. So that's a whole problem right there. But I, I really want you to think about that. Now, I and I don't know. Now, this is one of those situations where I can beg, I can plead, I can ask, but I would really like everyone to think about, write it down, all the things you've been taught and your own Christian experience. I don't want to, I don't want to speak for you and then ask yourself at at what point in your Christian life did you go... Something, I mean, how many times? One of the very first scriptures I ever memorized was if, if, anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Because I was told that is true. And I was a, I was a teenager when I became a Christian. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. And I, I and I've told the story. I struggled with sin. I was a teenage boy. I was struggling with sin. Okay, I was struggling with sin. I I I kept desiring this and this and this and this and sin and fa- failure and mess up and sin and failure. And I kept thinking, well, wait a minute. I'm a new creature. The old is gone. Everything. Why am I struggling? And I got so concerned that I was asking my pastor if it could be possibly demon possessed. And. I was unsure that I couldn't be demon, up, uh, I couldn't be demon possessed, but Satan could be oppressing me. And then the way to get Satan to stop oppressing me was really basically do better, <laughs> don't sin, read your Bible, go to church. And it was like, well, no matter how much I do these things, I still will. Because guess what? Guess what? The church never bothered to tell me. No, see, not everything is new. You still have your old nature. You still have a sinful nature you still have the flesh and you're going to sin and you're going to struggle and you're going to fail your entire Christian life. That's why we are not saved by an infused righteousness. We are saved by an imputed righteousness. So your hope is not what you do or don't do. It's what Christ already did for you. Your hope is that in Christ, you are sanctified in Christ. You are redeemed in Christ. You are righteous. I was never given that comfort. Until I became a Lutheran, then I was given that comfort, but I so didn't understand the comfort because I was so confused by how is this message so radically different. So I was told the Lutherans are liberal and they're just letting you do whatever you want. And I had a hard time processing all of this because I'm a Christian teenager trying to figure these theological concepts out. But wait a minute. I don't know why I was trying to figure out theological concepts because supposedly I have the Holy Spirit should have just told me what I'm supposed to believe and I should have never had a problem. And I shouldn't have been going from one church to a different church and hearing different messages. It should have been all the same because supposedly the Holy Spirit's the one teaching us all. Okay, you see where this goes. The reality did not match what I was being told. And sometimes when I watch the videos on TikTok of people deconstructing, sometimes that's what I hear. Well, I was told this and 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 it just never came to pass. Clearly, Christianity is not true. And it's like, no, maybe they lied to you. Maybe, maybe you were sold a Christianity that doesn't ever exist in reality. Maybe you were given the info commercial version of Christianity. Maybe they were trying to give you a towel so that you could run around the sanctuary and pretend to be a superhero. But you're not a superhero. You don't have supernatural power. You don't have supernatural ability. You're a human being, flesh and blood. You don't. You have to understand the scriptures by reading it and trying to figure it out. You still have a sinful nature. You still have the flesh. You are not in practice a new creature and the old is gone and everything is new. No, you very much old Jew is very much alive. I think that this is an issue that every Christian needs. To, if we're going to pr- proceed in the doctrine of sanctification, we got to deal with this because this this study right here, what I'm about to get to. I mean, right here, I'll just read from a. Uh, this is from page eighty four. Another quote: We will learn in this session how the Holy Spirit helps us know how to live in ways that please God. See, see, we will even know how to please God because the Holy Spirit's going to help us know that. He's going to give us the power to do it. He's going to help us know it. And he's going to help us understand the scriptures. Oh, and we have the power to do this and and oh and we've been set free and oh all of these things. I do want to know what they do with 1 Corinthians 2, and I want to look at it right now, but I but but I don't want to. Because I don't want us to, I don't, I don't want this to go any further than it needs to. I, I want to, I want to make this short rather than long. I want to leave this with you. And I really, I, the assignment I give to anyone who's actually participating in this study on sanctification, your assignment is simple. I want you to really think of all the scriptures you've been given, all the promises about what you supposedly have, what God's given you, what you can and what you now have the ability to do. All of these scriptures that basically say you have this and you can do this and you have this. And then just ask yourself, you know, and then just say, this is what I was taught. and now been saved 10 years, 5 years, 15 years, 20 years. Is it, is it anywhere close to the reality? Now, you've got to be honest with the reality. Now, you can continue to pretend, and most Christians love to pretend. They love to pretend. They love, love, love to pretend. But they can't sometimes be open and honest with what's really going on on the inside. And obviously, we know the reality because if all of this stuff is true that they sell us as Christians – There wouldn't be an entire market out there of Christian books and how to overcome pornography, how to deal with this, how to deal with this sin, how to deal with the the results of divorce, how to deal with this, how to deal with that, how to overcome this, how to overcome this, five steps to be an overcomer, five steps to victory in the Christian life. There's an entire industry out there probably worth millions of dollars. Why? Because we all know Christians fail and struggle, fail and struggle. Yeah, that's true. I I should have just, (laughs) what I should have done is cast use the power that was given into me to cast out the supposed demons that were oppressing me or whatever they were supposedly doing. But I never figured out the power. You know what I had to figure out? That I was going to be a struggle and there was going to be failure and there was going to be victory and it was going to be up and it was going to be down. And that sometimes the things I wanted to do, I didn't do. And the things I didn't want to do, I was going to end up doing. But my hope wasn't in what I did or didn't do. It was in the finished work of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that excuses our behavior, but we got to be honest with the reality that we're dealing with. As long as I still have a sinful nature, (laughs) but Christianity sells this. I hear these sermons all the time, hear it on Christian radio all the time. God will open your eyes. God will show you. God will teach you. God's empowering you. God gives you the ability to say yes to God and no to sin. God has set you free. You can now do this. You can now do that. The, I've heard it so many times. It's like a, well, I know it's a dated reference. It's like a digital file that's got a glitch in it that keeps repeating itself. See, that doesn't flow as well as a broken record, but you get the idea. It's like a digital file on a loop. Okay, there. Does that does that is that is that better? Is that a better way of saying it? Is that a more twenty twenty three reference than a broken record that just keeps just keeps repeating the same thing? I, I, I want to move forward in this, and I want to see what they do with First Corinthians. I really do. I, w- I want to look at it in real time with you. I don't even want to look at it in advance, but I already get a clue what they're going with this. It's, once again, it's some ability, some power, some ability. Your sanctification is, be, is the reason you can be set apart. The reason you can be sanctified practically is because God is giving you these supernatural abilities. And I just think we have to some point go, something's wrong with this teaching. Maybe we have to rethink these scriptures. And maybe a lot of these scriptures are speaking of the truth and the reality of our positional standing before God. In Christ, I am a new creature. The old is gone and all is new in my position. In Christ, I am righteous. In Christ, I am holy. In Christ, I am dead to sin. In Christ, I no longer fulfill the lust of the flesh. But all of it is because I'm in Christ. That is my positional reality and practice None of that is even close to the reality I experience. But I want you to think about it, and I would love if you want to participate. Just write down the things you were taught, all the things you've been told, sermons, youth camp, Christian parents, wherever, youth group, small group, and then just ask yourself, one, is that what you really experience? Is that what you've seen in the Christian world around you? Is this what you've seen in your church and your Christian family? All right, I'll stop right there. And there's much more I want to say, but this is one of those situations I think we need to throw, we need to throw this out there now and, and spark a conversation. You can email me, news. IF at Yahoo.com. That's news. IF at Yahoo.com. That's news. IF at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on the air at 7 p.m. Central Time. That is the plan. And it should be Jeremiah chapter 23 this evening. So. Feel free to tune back in and I don't, I probably won't do any more broadcast between now and seven unless something happens and we have to change how things work this evening. Then I'll come back in earlier. Um, but there we go. There's plenty to think about today. And I hope, I will hope, I hope even if you don't have the conversation with me, have conversation with each other and with fellow believers. And I know they're going to immediately reject this concept, but I think they're going to have to be honest that what we claim is not what we experience. Something is off. And we need to figure that out. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.